music, history, faith, life, minutia, and more. Wrong intro, but it's the right podcast. We're taking another trip around the sun with me, Gary Ryan, powered by Anchor FM. This podcast is made possible by Anchor, and I know you probably get tired of hearing me say this every single time I come on the podcast, but Anchor really is the best thing I have found for a podcasting app. You get so many tools, so many help services, you get free distribution, free monetizing options, and the app is free to use. And that's why I constantly tout it because Anchor is awesome. So check out Anchor.fm. Begin your podcasting journey today. Okay, with that uh, set aside, I want to say hi and thank you again all for listening. It is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. And uh, I'm uh, in a little bit uh, of a quieter setting in my car on my way to work rather than in my truck with all the diesel engine noise and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, heading to work a little bit later today. Um, long story short, uh, I, I actually have to start later because of the way that my route is today uh, with delivery windows and all that kind of good fun stuff. So I'm making a change, and change is my subject for today. Uh, I was kind of reflecting on the concept of change and thinking about how we as humans are such an oxymoron in that we all acknowledge that we do not grow or improve or uh, move forward without change. And yet change is something that we tend to resist. Uh, We become stagnant and we become comfortable and not in a good way. Uh, I'm not saying that we should embrace chaos and upheaval, but because change can be chaotic and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a new pattern of order that we're just not accustomed to and we have to acclimate to. Um, change. It's... It, it's <laughs> the... One of the areas in which I see a resistance to change is in the world of business and economics. Um, Probably not the best place to look for change, but it's one of the most dramatic. Um, I was listening to a fantastic, fascinating podcast yesterday. 
then I got a club, uh, I, I got a plug, excuse me, um, there is a man named Matthew Christopher who has a podcast called Abandoned America, and he's an urban explorer, or urbex explorer, as sometimes they're called. In other words, he finds uh, buildings that are abandoned, ru- you know, now kind of decaying. Uh, they're in ruins, um, and he takes the opportunity to capture these places on camera. And uh, you know, most of the places are. Uh, buildings that is marvelous architecture like uh, old stone hewn churches or uh, asylums or uh, mansions just these amazing uh, structures that are now sitting there dilapidated and uh, fading away and you know, he wants to preserve the history of these places. And so he snaps pictures um, of all these different places. And I did that for a little bit, too. Um, can be very dangerous. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this last episode that he just released this past Monday was talking about malls. Uh, if you are a child of the 70s or 80s or even into the 90s, you know how, if from, from your perspective, how incredible malls were. Uh, I mean, it was a place where you could shop, get everything you ever wanted or needed, uh, but also it was a communal space. It was a place to congregate and just get together. And sometimes you didn't go to the mall to shop. Sometimes you just went to hang out with your friends. Um, but anyway, uh, so this podcast really focused on that. Uh, and, and what was really kind of interesting was he and his guest, I forget her name. It was Alexandra something. Uh, she actually wrote a book talking about um, the rise and decline of the mall. And she wrote a book called Meet Me by the Fountain. Yeah, you can Google it. Um, just type in book Meet Me by the Fountain. But anyway, uh, she wrote a book all about uh, you know, this dead mall syndrome. And uh, surprisingly, the main... Uh, driving factor into the decline of the mall is not Amazon.com or online shopping. Yes, that plays a part, but uh, really talked about how local economics change, local demographics change, and a lot of times when those demographics change, uh, in other words, who is your target audience? Who is your, uh, who's your intended uh, consumer? You know, that changes. And so then the needs and the interests of that 
people group who now are dominant in that area are looking for different things than what you are offering. So, um, it's, it's really interesting, but you know, it, it all boils down to things change. Things don't stay the same. Uh, it's the reason why, uh, uh, life is not like some 1950s, uh, leave it to beaver sitcom. Um, that's not the way life is anymore. I, things have changed. So today is a little bit about change for me. Um, with work, uh, how many times have you been at work, no matter what your particular vocation is? Sorry, I'm doing two things at once here. Uh, wife messaged me, so I'm in the process of that. But anyway, uh, regardless of what your vocation is, you know there is change that takes place uh, in the way that business is done. Uh, maybe a new software uh, program is incorporated into uh, your business's system or uh, procedure is changed uh, due to perceived uh, improvements in uh, efficiency something like that and then there's some businesses that are resistant to change and oh so resistant <laughs> um, I am very very appreciative of my uh, job situation that I have steady in-demand employment uh, and they take good care of me, uh, but sometimes I just shake my head at some areas that I see the companies lagging behind, and there's a real resistance to change. Sometimes it's economic, uh, sometimes it's just but we've always done things this way. <laughs> so, uh, today, just as an example, today is Thursday. Uh, Thursday is uh, very, the, the route is very unique that I go on. Um, very different from the other four days of the week. Uh, including the way that the pallets of product that are placed on my truck are organized. And uh, the, the truck is designed to uh, pretty much uh, everything is built in such an order that uh, ideally you progressively work from the back end of the truck to the front end on one side and then the other side, uh, same thing back, uh, back to front. Um, and that's the way that everything is unloaded. Um, 
But sometimes the pallets on the driver's side are, I wouldn't say mixed in order, but uh, the sequence gets messed up. So uh, instead of working, uh, okay, you start working from the very back pallet, and then because the pallets on the passenger side are now gone, now you're working in between up towards the front on a second pallet and then you create a gap between pallets in which it becomes very easy for the product that you have to tip over and fall uh, you're trying to incorporate use usage of the limited amount of load bars which brace up the product uh, it, it gets very chaotic so quite a while ago I had gone to my boss and said could we please change the configuration of my pallets for the way it gets loaded for this day and I was met with well no we, we really don't know how to do that and I kind of scratched my head and was just kind of puzzled as like, what what's there to figure out? You know, it's just a matter of switching pallet X with pallet Y and ordering it that way. And that way I'm not ending up with a hole in the middle of my truck's left side where pallet, uh, pallets can tip over. No, don't get it. So... The onus is on me. Uh, Thursdays, I head in a little bit early from when I need to depart to back my truck up, back to our loading dock, get in there, switch all the pallets around, and put it in the order that I need them to be in because nobody else can figure out how to do that. Now... My boss has seen me do this and seen how I rearrange the pallets. But because, quote unquote, we never did it this way before, it it just blows up their minds. But they're just like, well... Okay, if you want to come in early and do that, then so be it. Rather than acknowledging, you know, we could look at this logistically, change things on the plan so that it's automatically done, and then it saves a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, a lot of effort and a lot of trouble. Um, because now this takes some time to do for me to switch the pallets around. I'm getting paid to do it which I don't mind, but it's money that goes against the company's overhead. Um, Now, I don't dawdle and milk the clock, so to speak, with doing this, but it needs to be done. So anyway, uh, you know, that whole concept, we've never done it this way before. Um, it, It really amazes me um 
you know, I understand that a system takes time to build, but you know, there is no perfect system. And so, you know, you would think that the in the inclination would be, oh, somebody's found a better way. Let's try this. Let's go with this for a while and see if this improves our efficiency. If it does, then great. We'll make this procedure. <laughs> That doesn't happen very often. Um, oh, the, the troubles that the stagnation actually end up causing is just—it's mind-boggling. So anyway, so that's the whole story. Even though I'm starting later today uh, with my departure time, uh, I still have to take the time to come into work and get everything rearranged. So, so be it. Um, so that's my struggle with change and the concept thereof. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously. It, change and the resistance to it uh, is so pervasive, uh, is so much more pervasive in our personal lives than it is with uh, the business world or uh, or something like that. All right, so uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the great things about Anchor is that you can pause and then restart so now you hear all the noise the truck um one of the changes that i just love man oh the 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 changing of the leaves uh this year it's really really vibrant up here in uh, pennsylvania absolutely beautiful and uh, i i was actually surprised by that we had such a dry summer I thought, uh, you know, we get to fall, the leaves are just going to be very dingy colors and brown and, you know, faded. And, oh, man, it was it was amazing. We uh, we had the, the, the last part of summer and er, early in the fall, uh, we actually got above normal precipitation. And it just seems like that addition to the water table was just enough to... Uh, yeah, help bring the colors out in all the trees. Uh, really, really amazing up here. And you know, it, it's nice too. Um, you know, one of the reasons I love fall weather-wise is because, and this sounds kind of strange, but the the instability. I mean, okay, yesterday the high temperature was. 46 in my area. Now, this weekend it's supposed to be 70. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I actually love that. Um, you know, obviously I want to be prepared, so I'm constantly checking my weather app. But heading into winter, need to do that anyway. But um, I'm not really one for summer or winter. I don't like the long extremes. Uh, at my age now, I am in my 50s. 
I don't handle the heat real well, so you know, while a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's beautiful, you know, 90 degrees today, bright and sunny, I'm going to the beach. That's you, man. <laughs> um, my perfect weather day is like in the upper 40s at night and 70 during the day. Um, I love that. You know, I don't get too hot, don't get too cold. Um, you know, don't freeze your minute off. Uh, during the day, but uh, oh, jeez! <laughs> I you know every time I think about winter time, uh, I think about two trucker-related stories, uh, uh, trucker-related experiences that I've had. Um, one, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a few years ago. I think it was. The winter of yeah, it was uh, 2015-2016 winter, and uh, I was working for uh, for another company, and uh, I was uh, team driving with another guy. We uh, were doing a route in the Philadelphia area, and it was just brutally cold that week, um, and we were working overnight, so. As we were working now, it had just snowed about six or seven inches uh, the previous day. Uh, by the time we got underway on our route, the snow had ended, but um, you know, we were still heading down you know, on our route, and a lot of places hadn't plowed their parking lot yet or anything like that. But it, it was a bit of a surprise. But I remember it was like six or seven inches of snow, and it was minus eleven Fahrenheit. It was brutally cold, and we were actually um, running the uh, the refrigeration unit on the truck for the freezer section to warm things up. We were actually running things at like I think our set point for for the freezer compartment was like 25 degrees to keep things from freezing solid uh, and to keep the engine running as well uh, if it gets too cold that engine's gonna stop so uh, you know, we were just trying to uh, keep things as cold as possible and then when we were at a stop we'd crack open the door to, to help you know, keep the freezer items at a stable temperature. Uh, but I, oh my goodness, you know, toes are frozen, hands are frozen, face is frozen. I mean, we're, you know, we're bundled up to the nines. Uh, my partner and I, we're both wearing like two hoodies, uh, a coat, a scarf, uh, a winter hat, extra thick gloves, all this stuff. And we're still freezing. Um, that was a miserable night. <laughs> and then uh, the other story was uh, two years ago. It was my first winter with this company. And uh, I was actually heading down on this route, um, <laughs> which is down in the, uh, the Allentown area, uh, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. And... Uh, 
you know, it, there was forecast for big snow and whatnot. And so I had this little nag in the back of my head, pack a, pack a small suitcase. So I did, and I'm glad I did because the second that I got off of the exit to Allentown, all the, the highways got closed by PennDOT. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And by this time, it was about three inches of snow. Um, I had to go to a ski area to make a delivery. So I am in this big truck crawling along at like 15 miles an hour, uh, flicking snow snow and ice build up off my windshield wipers like every five miles. Uh, so I ended up getting snowed in, so to speak. I uh, got a, uh, a room at a Motel 6. And uh, it was actually kind of nice in a way. Uh, I mean, I hated, you know, being separated from my family for the night, but um, obviously safety first. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my wife on the phone, taking pictures. There was like 20, what was it, 28 inches of snow that fell uh, overnight. Um, my hometown of Endicott, New York, got 44 inches. It was insane. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I had to just kind of chill at the, the hotel. And I uh, ended up going to a convenience store, getting a whole ton of food. And it's like, okay, I got everything I need. I, I've got my food. I got a warm bed. I got a change of clothes. I got a shower. And I'm safe and I'm off the road. Um, but... <laughs> You know, not not fun. I really, really do not like driving the inclement weather. But hey, it's part of the job. It's what you got to do. But uh, so I really like the seasons of change, which are spring and fall. Uh, you're not too far embedded into one extreme or the other, uh, and you're getting to enjoy the beauty of. Uh, in the spring uh, of the green starting to come back out. Uh, you know, the, the gray and brown of winter starts to fade away and it's replaced with a, a nice healthy green. In the fall, you know, things calm down with the temperatures. It, it cools off a little bit. Uh, you get a nice uh, fresh surge of energy as you breathe in that, that cool morning air. And then by the time you get partway through your day, you know, you're you've taken off your jacket, you're, you're in a little bit more uh, normal temperatures, and you're just kind of relaxing and chilling. And, uh, and it's, you got the, uh, the, the beautiful leaves and the bright colors of fall. Those are my uh, favorite, uh, favorite seasons. So yeah, I, I actually enjoy change. Um, as far as, <laughs> uh, the environment, but, uh, you know, sometimes change is not easy to deal with. Uh, I got a friend, uh, that, uh, I just communicated with, uh, partway through this podcast 
and unfortunately he's facing a situation where his mother-in-law is in need of hospice care now. That's not a pleasant change. Um, we went through that with my father-in-law last late fall or early winter and you know, that was very difficult because he never knew what was going to happen from one day or the other. Uh, you, you had to brace yourself and prepare for the worst, worst and you know sometimes you got that little blessing of oh hey today was a good day. Uh, you know he was doing really well today. Um, but you know, as you enter that final season where yeah, the end is near, that's tough to go through. So um, I don't want to mention his name here on air, but uh, just be praying for my friend in Florida. Um, you know who, uh, who who you are, and you know we're, we're always keeping you in uh, our thoughts and prayers. So, um, yeah, extend your warm thoughts and... Uh, prayers for my friend in Florida. Uh, God knows. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to end here um, talking about changes. Changes. Ah, yes, the old Bowie classic. All right. Well, I'm going to end up closing this out so I can publish this, switch back to my other account so I can uh, publish my hockey podcast. Uh, if you're interested in hockey, I'll plug myself. Uh, go to anchor.fm backslash Gary hyphen Ryan 40 And that's the podcast this week with the Black Bears. That's uh, my uh, podcast for the Binghamton Black Bears, uh, members of the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Uh, if you like minor league hockey, uh, give me a listen. All right. Well, I'm going to switch this out now. So uh, thank you again for listening. Remember, you can always uh, listen to this episode and any other of the Another Trip Around the Sun podcast by going to anchor.fm backslash trip hyphen sun one. All right. Uh, have yourself a great weekend and a great week ahead. Uh, God bless. And in the meantime, remember, always be excellent to yourself and to each other. <laughs>